Brandon, I have a really funny knock knock joke, but you have to start. Okay, knock knock. Who's there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do to people that aren't ready for that. Try it out. Welcome back to the Zero Lives Podcast. This week, we are finally talking about Bioshock Infinite. Sorry about last week where we didn't do our homework, but we are caught up this week and ready to talk about one of our favorite games. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2 Battle? Sonic <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> World Championship. Oh, Ultimate Masters. Yu-Gi-Oh! Ultimate Masters World Championship. 2006. 2006. Uh, Is that the right order of words? Yes. Okay. So, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, absolutely. So, first things first, kind of get the housekeeping stuff out of the way. What kind of game is this? It's it's similar to Bioshock 1, which is first-person shooter. Yep. You get, you know, your power-ups. I'd say it's more action-y and less horror. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, it's just a, just a first-person shooter, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Just story-based adventure. Yeah, very cool. So, rather than in Bioshock 1, dealing with the city of rapture underwater bioshock infinite takes place in the city of columbia which is a city that floats above united states above the ocean of the ocean yeah yeah uh off the coast of maine did i make that up i think you made that up but i don't know all right cool i don't know exactly where it is okay that's okay i think Um, originally it's off the coast originally it was above the united states right yeah. And they seceded. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this take this game takes place in 1912. Yep. Uh, whereas Bioshock 1 takes place in 1960. So this is actually kind of a prequel. And we'll talk about that a little bit later when we talk about the DLC. Who wants to give a little story synopsis? I think Brandon's ready for that. He's, yeah. He's all yeah. packed up. So do we want to start out with... Yeah, okay, we'll just... We're not going to get too deep into the story, but just a brief, so yeah, brief. It opens. You play as a guy named Booker Dewitt, who is a, a private investigator in New York City. I, I think so. correct. And the game opens up with you on a boat with two people who we don't know who they are at the time. And they're wearing cool life jackets. No, whatever ponchos. Yeah. And they tell you, you know, bring us the girl, wipe away the debt. And they bring you to a lighthouse. And you go up the stairs in the lighthouse, you get in a chair, it straps you in, and it takes off into the sky. And it opens up to Columbia, which is just a beautiful floating city. Looks extremely happy. Looks like a great place to live, honestly. Does it bring you right into the... the what, what's like right after that? Uh, the church. Yeah, you okay, have to the, get baptized. The baptism scenes right there? Okay. Entering the city. So right off the bat, you can tell it's, uh, you know, they got some religious fanatics living in this yep, yep. city. That's for sure. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was picking the heavy, heavy religious, like old timey, I don't know, type attitude from all of the civilians. But I got to say, <clears throat> um, right after you get baptized and you come out and it just opens and you just see Columbia. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love it. It's a really nice looking city. It is pretty. Definitely. It's a stark contrast to Bioshock 1 where everything is run down, dark, lights are flickering, water's yeah. leaking everywhere. Everything's this is, broken and yeah, beaten yeah. down and it's yep. just dark. And yeah. This depressing. is a city in its prime Yeah, that is led by Father Comstock, 
uh, Zachary Hale Comstock, who is the prophet of the city and essentially its leader. He's a he's like a god amongst them. Yes. They're- yes. And he has a daughter that is referred to as the lamb of the prophet. And she is locked up in a tower and you have to go get her because she is the girl that will wipe away your debt. Yep. That's who you're supposed to bring back to New York City. Right. But you have no idea why or you just kind of for are, who or yeah. anything. Right. And you as you kind of start exploring, you start seeing these signs that say, like, you know, beware of the false prophet. And it shows a hand that says A, B on it. And you you lift your hand and it has ad on it so right off the bat you're like okay i'm you know the false prophet i don't know what's yeah. up with that but yeah and then you you know things go a little sour once you go to the raffle well they give you the the first choice that you're you're given here is at the raffle you make it to this town raffle and everybody's like pick a ball <clears> and we're gonna you know whatever number wins that's what it was right yeah yeah and you you end up winning Yes, yeah, so, and and you know, what? Yeah, this seemingly very happy and <laughs> yeah game all of a sudden takes a very dark turn immediately with the <laughs> with the choice you have to make. You're these people are a little backwards. Yeah, well, it's nineteen twelve. It is nineteen twelve. So so. Keep that in mind. So you find out really quickly that the whole city is super racist and yes. Prejudice and there's segregation everywhere. As they were in 1912. That's true. Right. And playing this for the first time, it is a little shocking, I think. Like these days. Uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) I I haven't played like any games like that. Like, I mean, definitely not recently, but I haven't played. I don't know. Nothing comes to mind of like seeing that or seeing a movie like that like recently. So it's been a while. Yeah. So I'm just like, woof. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got to like adjust to it. Yeah. I'm like this. All right. That's a little much for right now. But yeah, but yeah, it's like at the time when like they'll say something, you'll be like, oh, that's a little uncomfortable. But then at the same time, you're like, well, I mean, it's how can you make a game that takes place yeah. in 1912? I mean, don't get me and wrong. Not have anyone say anything that makes you a little uncomfortable. Right. It's no it's no Mafia three, but it's <laughs> I didn't play Mafia three but either, but I've heard it's bad. But I'd still, yeah. you know, but the first choice that they give you at the raffle is you get a what do you get to throw with them? Baseball? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's like you're Is it an interracial couple? Yeah. Yep. They they come out and they're like, oh no, please don't. And you're supposed to hit them with a baseball. And your choice is to throw it at them or throw it at the raffle organizer. Yeah. Like the announcer guy. So this is your first good versus evil choice. What did you guys do? I mean, of course I've Course right at the, raffle, the announcer. Do you hit them? That guy. No, they no, stop they you. Stop you. Okay. I think they stop you either way. I, I, they told me, Hey, you got to blend in when you go into this city and you got to get the girl. So they were like, throw it at the couple. And I was like, I don't want to, but okay. You're such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Although you do tend to go the evil route well, in games, which to, in your defense, if I had to defend you, yeah. uh, that that's clearly the evil route. You it's know, more fun. To hurt an innocent person or the clearly morally yeah, like wrong. the, the right know? the right versus wrong choice. I right. genuinely chose it not to be like I'm going to be evil, but I was like they told me to blend in, so I wasn't gonna. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't gonna try to throw it at that guy and right. whatever. I was like, that's what I got to do. But they stopped you either way, right? 
So that kind of kicks off a series of event, events where people notice the AD on your hand and the whole city starts to kind of come after you. Yep. Um, and that brings you, as you're trying to run away and kind of fight your way through the city, brings you to Monument Island where you find Elizabeth, who is the, the girl that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And she is immediately very special. She can open tears in reality and kind of open wormholes to other possibilities. It's essentially the multiverse theory. Yeah, just different dimensions. Yeah, yeah. So that is where the name Bioshock Infinite gets its name. And that's something that, Dewey, you are way more perceptive than I, I was on my first time. Because you had pretty much figured everything out by the end. At the end, took me way by surprise. Granted, I played this when it first came out. I was still in high school. That's fair. You know, so I was a lot more naive to the whole thing. But it's pretty cool how it deals with the multiverse. Yeah, thing. I mean, I can say my first predictions of it while I was playing. Initially, I thought he was in like a purgatory. Booker DeWitt. Yeah, yeah. Booker DeWitt was in purgatory or something because like you go up there and it like kind of cuts you to in the sky. And I was like, well, this is like kind of unrealistic to me. So I was like, is he like in between? And there's a lot of seemingly like the alternate stuff that's in it. I assumed it was things he already lived or like memories or something. So I was mm -hmm. kind of thinking he was in an in-between state. And some of the facts like like whether you talk about like George Washington, and all that kind of stuff, the dates seemed like incorrect or seemed like the timeline was skewed yeah so i was like this dimension doesn't seem like normal right especially you know when you get lift shot up into the sky <laughs> from a lighthouse yeah and the first thing you appear in is a church it's like this this is so heavy on the religious yeah so that that's kind of the assumption that i had for it was he died and here we are yeah especially that in the very beginning of the game it opens with you on a rowboat with two people that they don't explain who they are. They're just, and they're just kind of bickering yeah. yep. between each other, kind of ignoring you as if they're <clears throat> ferrying you to the next life or something. Yeah. Like and my boy Caron. Yeah. As you explore, you run into them a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they're always doing weird shit. Yeah. They're like flip a coin, heads or tails, and they're wearing the guys wearing a chalkboard with a column for heads, column for tails, whatever you choose. It shows that like that has been chosen every single time, every single every time. time. Yep. Happens every time. And you're like, what? The? Like as a player, you're like, get out of here. There's no way that this lands on heads every single time. Mm -hmm. But obviously from here on out, spoilers for Bioshock Infinite. It turns out that that those twins are actually the same person in different dimensions. Right. That's Latus, the scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Lutas. Lutas. Sorry. Lettuce. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Who explores the multiverse theory in, in the game, right? So that's a, if you're perceptive at that point, you do figure out that no matter what, sometimes the same event will always occur. Like it will, that coin will always be heads in every dimension or something. So there has to be these anchor points on the timeline of time. <clears throat> But there are diverging choices that sometimes constants and variables. Yes, constants and variables. Good, good way to so, phrase that, Brent. Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That was something that I, I didn't like. I wasn't like oh, I've cracked it, but I was picking up on some of these things as I went along. Yeah. So yeah, some of those things stuck out to me. Like after seeing them like the second time or whatever, yeah, like noticing yeah. and remembering them. Yeah. Um, 
And they're really funny, too. They're they're a yeah. weird comedic relief to the game, usually after something really important happens. It's it's amazing how they, like, break the wall. And you kind of, like, yes. you can kind of tell, but it's even, it's not so bad as to where it's, like, it doesn't take away it. It just adds to the game, which right. is really cool. Right. Yeah. Also, um, there is a giant mechanical bird. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Songbird that protects that. Elizabeth, and he is one of the coolest guys ever. Yeah, I love him. Uh, loud, he's loud he's as a loud. fuck. Yeah, but what a cool character. Yeah, it, it's essentially the equivalent of a big daddy in Bioshock One. Yeah, except there's one of him, <clears throat> and he is terrifying. Well, there's only one girl, so he it, yes, that's a good point. Oh, I alarming. didn't think about that. He's a that's a really good point. We can talk about a little bit of the gameplay of this. I yeah, just to change it up from the story and get back to it. Yeah, I think that I mean I don't know how many years it came out after Bioshock One, but it was way way smoother. Yeah, they definitely improved that a, a ton. Yeah, it's a lot smoother. It's faster paced. I mean, you have like the sky hook where you can ride around on these rails and drop down on enemies. There's there's a melee button. Yeah. Melee button Instead rather than of having changing to a wrench. Yes. Yeah. That is I use melee a lot more. You can use your plasmids and guns at the same time. Yes. It's yeah. everything felt like way smoother and way more fun to play. Definitely. Not that Bioshock one isn't fun, but I had a lot better time playing this one. Yeah, absolutely. The plasmids in Bioshock One are an injectable source of kind of supernatural powers right like electro bowl yeah yep. incinerate in bioshock infinite they are fluids yeah they're drinkable Doing right some bath salts. yeah <laughs> your salts yeah you instead of using eve hypos to kind of replenish your i don't know powers ammo whatever <laughs> for your powers it uh uses salt instead so that's kind of cool huffing that gas yeah but the powers are i thought for a sequel really interesting in that some are the same like you get shock jockey which is the equivalent of electro bolt yeah which is a fan favorite of course because it's amazing yep devil's kiss right which is the fire yep yeah. throwing fire bombs essentially which yep. is a little different than just lighting someone on fire now because that wasn't really a hugely effective against machines no but devil's kiss in bioshock infinite is that's a lot better. Plus, you can use all of these as a trap on the ground. You can kind right. of put place them, and when an enemy triggers it, it activates that effect. I think that's a neat feature, but I rarely used it. Because I almost never did. I don't think I ever did. Actually. I, probably when I played it on like 1999 mode, and I think was, I yeah. guarantee I had to use those a lot for yeah, the harder difficulties. Remember. It definitely makes sense to have to use traps and play it yeah. like slower, but for playing it on normal you can just kind of use them yeah as yeah. you please there's a time or two that i used it on accident like not on purpose just holding it down too long yeah and i'm like oh yeah i can do that and completely just disregarded it yeah, yeah. so what was uh your favorite vigorous to use the crows that? the crows were awesome <laughs> man they Did were really they weren't amazing but i thought they were the coolest. i mean it's cool it's like in bioshock the bees were cool but they yeah. were terrible yeah. The yeah. crows weren't awful in the beginning. At, at a mid, I mean, probably middle they point. They more damage I guess, than yeah. the bees ever well, did. I had to upgrade for them that when you killed somebody with them, they would lay a trap down oh, on where they good. died. So the chain aspect of it was good. Yeah. I would throw crows at somebody, 
kill them, like shoot them. And then they would lay the crow trap and anybody near them would just be crows. So it worked yeah. for mobs like pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Bucking Bronco. I love that. Was, I mean, that one's a really cool one. That was a levitating one. Very, that you would, yeah. Yeah. Very it's useful. like you disable gravity. It, that one was so easy to fight. And like that made whatever you're doing a lot easier. That yeah, one yeah. might be the best, I think. It hurts people when you hit them with it, too, right? Yeah. That's like insane. If it's it, so powerful. If it was just a telekinesis type thing where it just lifts them up and they're kind of immobile for a second. Even even that is like very good. Yeah, but it does damage as you hit them with it. When they're in the air, they last like a pretty good That's amount a good of time. Five yeah, seconds. A seconds. Yeah. And then when you shoot them in the air, you do extra damage to them. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. That's, Maybe. Yeah. I, I can't remember. At least, but, I mean, it's not reduced damage. Right, so. exactly. So even if it's just a straight one to one, it's still really good. There was um, a few parts that I like was like, this is kind of troubling, or I had a little bit of issues with. I switched that, make them levitate, and just shoot them in the head a couple yeah. times, and they're still chilling in the air. Yeah, I was gonna say, considering um, most of the well, yep, all the game takes place on a floating city, and a lot of it is on airships, uh, undertow is so useful there was i did not fights where i think it was the part where you going up the the lift to towards the end to meet find elizabeth yeah and these airships would keep coming and you'd have to like jump on them i would yeah, just okay. jump on them use undertow and knock like five guys off at <laughs> yes. once it I was like so good so I, I didn't upgrade that a lot so it co- i think it costed a lot for me to use yeah. or something so i didn't use it a lot yeah undertow was the one it's like octopus tentacles right yeah made of sick. water yeah you could just like can, can't you drag people towards you or push them away yes right um i just pushed them away i yeah. think if you hold it you can pull them in okay uh, yeah i mainly push them away with it but uh, okay as dumb as this sounds the vigors they come in these bottles that are so cool the designs of the bottles no, they're awesome and when i saw undertow dude i was like this is my favorite i don't care what it does i want to drink it it is my favorite and then i saw like a collector's edition like somebody made each of the vigor bottles it it's so expensive but i was like one day really awesome one day man they they look so cool yeah so there's a shock jockey bucking bronco devil's kiss possession 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 that's like the first one you get right yeah for the machines yeah, you can use it against machines to make them fight for you. Instead of hacking. No hacking in this one. Right, right. Great. Great feature. Yeah. Yep. Uh, murder of Crows. Is that what that was called? Yeah. Yeah. Or Murder by Crows, one of the two. Yeah, something. Murder, comma, Crow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one crow. Murder the crow. What else was there? There's a know. dash? That wasn't Bucking Bronco, right? Wasn't there a dash Oh, one? yeah. Like charred. The Ram one. Ram. Oh, Yes. I forget what it's called. Charge, right? I, yeah, Ram Charge. Yeah, I didn't really use it much. Yeah. I used it maybe when I got it, and then I was like, neat, yeah. and then didn't. Yeah. Yeah. In the DLC later, there is Old Man Winter. That's freezing. Amazing. Yeah, which is Winter Blast from Bioshock 1, but better, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. So, you know, the abilities are still, some are consistent with Bioshock 1, and they, like every good sequel, they kind of put in some new cool ones to replace some lesser used yeah ones. not not great ones yeah uh, they i don't i didn't use a lot i didn't use a lot of plasmids in bioshock one mm-hmm. and i wish i did after using them in infinite i'm like these are really good 
yeah. but not being able to use them at the same time as your guns limited me from wanting to use them. I Definitely. Just use my guns. Because the guns do the damage. Yeah. You know, the, the plasmids kind of hinder enemies more than really damage them in Bioshock 1. In Infinite, the plasmid, or the, I'm sorry, the Vigors uh, do more damage and kind of yeah. even themselves out with the weapons. Yeah. And speaking of that, I think the weapons in Infinite are way better. Way more fun. There's oh, a lot more Carbine variety. is so good. Carbine is awesome. Did you see me cranking that thing? That I was shooting yeah. that so fast. Dude, the uh there's a sniper rifle, which fun is really cool. You know, it's not the most useful usually, unless you're playing on a higher difficulty, in which case you probably need that. Yeah, stealth is gonna help you a lot, you know. Not that there's like a real stealth option in the game. But, you know, at least for the first initial one or two enemies to yeah. take them out before you have to fight the whole crowd. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, gameplay wise, I way prefer infinite. But story wise, I still prefer infinite, but I do understand like Brandon, you were saying that you like Bioshock one story better. No, no. <laughs> okay. no. I said <laughs> it's me. I said gameplay. Oh, you like the gameplay better? I, it's not that I like like the gameplay better. I just like the horror. At yeah, the like Rapture spooky. as a city. Yeah, yeah, that's that's no, I fair. That. I agree sure. with that. Yeah, yeah, because gameplay and story in Infinite are they're slapping. This is a total like amazing. Was, I don't know. It's yeah, the perfect. Pa- it's like a perfect package. There's is, a lot to it for sure. Yeah, I can't think of like a single flaw that I'm like, man, I really dislike this about this game. Like overall, I it's like perfect. Even this is something for me. The voice acting is so, so good. So good. It, I like fell in love with Elizabeth's character because of how good the voice acting is. She's got a lot of like personality and just a character. It's, you know. Yeah. And I agree with you. And it's there's some games that really bring it with that. Yeah. And I I don't think that I need that in a game, but it when it has it, you can notice it. And when it doesn't have is have it, you can right. really, really notice it. Right. So they did another a good, good job example that. is like God of War, like the new God of War in particular. Yeah. That Kratos is just wonderfully voice acted. It's amazing. You know, and like that that's kind of what Bioshock Infinite I know this is kind of going in reverse in time, but it reminds me of how how good something like that is. Where on the like Ratchet and Clank is another really great example. They're the voice acting in that is wonderful. But then, like you said, when there are games that it kind of they kind of half ass it, it, it does kind of bring me out of the game a little bit. Yeah, I normally just end up making fun of the bad voice line right. or what just sounds like out of place. And right. that'll stick in my head more than like like the story or the thing. I'm like, man, they said that yeah. stupid thing that didn't make any sense. Exactly. So I really appreciated that. The graphics, they're not, they're not bad. They don't want in infinite. They're great. What do you mean? They're fine. Everybody's a little cartoony. That's okay though. It's okay. Yeah. I, I think if they, when we were talking about remasters, um, they remastered Bioshock one and it helped a lot. Um, but it was at the time they did that infinite was still too new to really like remaster at this point. Maybe, you know, give it ray tracing, give it some maybe. I don't know. I think that was just a 
style they went with. I think it would have looked weird if they're like super realistic looking people. That's a good point. I actually didn't picture them looking ultra realistic and that might have looked weird. Yeah, I think the cart, I mean, a little bit more cartoonish look with some of the powers and stuff. It kind of fits the universe better. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Definitely. Yeah. Good point. So kind of going back to the story, um, around halfway through the game, you find that there is a resistance called the Vox Populi and you kind of have to work for them and you're like, Hey, they're the anti-racist people and that's great. And of course they're a little, a little, a little off the deep end too. A little crazy. Yeah. They are most of the people that are the, you know, the victims of all this racism or the people that are helping the victims. And it's basically the lower class of this right. area. Yeah. Right, which are you? They're they tend to be good people, but their leader is a little extreme, and has like no trouble killing an innocent child just because he's white and stuff like that. The, the goal is more important than the yes. Uh, the but did she? Did she kill the kid? I mean, did she had? I think she did have a problem with it. Daisy Fitzroy. Yeah. Did she? <laughs> I don't think she did. Why? Uh, yeah, we'll get into that. You might, yeah, she might have a problem with it. <laughs> I don't get it. What are you talking about? Uh, we'll get to it later. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so she held a, a kid hostage. It was Fink's son, right? Am I correct in saying that? I believe I so. Yeah. 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 And, you know, she was going to kill this child, or so it appeared. Yeah. And, so Elizabeth crawled through and stabbed her in the back with a pair of scissors, killed her. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Forgot about that. So then that escalates things further and they're still very much extremists and are ready yeah. to kill anybody to get their Yeah. Their fair, just yeah. way. Yeah, around there is where the game starts to get a little confusing. So yeah. and I don't know if I was the only one. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Because I didn't know if I got to choose a side or what was going on. Because when there was fighting going on by the Vox and the other people of Colombia, I was literally just killing everybody. You they literally be, were. Yeah, and I know. It was like, and stop, like stop killing stop. your allies. Yeah, but like, I don't like them. No, the Vox were on your side at that point. I was yeah. killing everybody. And yeah. they would be like, don't kill your allies. And I just throw fire at them or do whatever and start yeah. shooting them. I fought everybody. Which is so, an interesting direction. I, didn't need, I don't need help. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like we should just jump to the end. Yeah, and then we can discuss everything in between. Because um, they throw a lot at you at the ending. Yeah. So, Dewey, what do you think of the ending being your first time playing? I thought it was fucking nutty, man. It yeah, crazy. it definitely is. Uh, I don't remember exactly where I picked it up, but you start to get that you are in alternate universes all happening at the same time, I, I, I would say. So, after the final fight, you have Songbird destroy the siphon, which is kind of what was stopping Elizabeth from using her full power, right? I think so, yeah. It was like keeping her under control. So once that was destroyed, she was basically like, could just see all the doorways and could see all these different worlds and all the possibilities. And she's able to just fully control her power and like go through different worlds and use tears as much as she wants, basically. So she... Opens a tear, brings her and Booker down into Rapture, 
with Songbird. Drowned Songbird. R.I.P. I was very sad about that. Kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. rude. <laughs> so then it just gets into this very uh, confusing scene. If I mean, the first time through is confusing. You come out and there's just all these stars and she's like, look, they're all the different worlds. And Booker's like, what are you, the stars? What are you talking about? And she's like, no, they're, they're doors. And you kind of come out, you go through the lighthouse, right? Yes. And then you come out and you're in the original lighthouse from Bioshock. Yes. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And you see just like infinite lighthouses around you and you're kind of just walking through. So this is when you find out you go back to where the baptism took place, right? Right, right. And you find out that Booker fought, like he was like a general, I believe, and at the Wounded Knee Massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you knew he was in there, I think, previously, but you didn't really know to what yeah. extent. Right. But he did some some bad stuff, and he did not feel good about it. He was a little guilty. Yeah. So he goes to get baptized in order to, you know, deal with the guilt. Right. And in this reality, he does not take the baptism. He leaves and he, you know, just turns to alcohol and gambling and all that to deal with it. Yeah. Which is how he makes, you know, racks up all this debt. And then in another dimension. In another one, yeah, he takes it and he's reborn as Zachary Comstock, which is what you find out. Right. And, and yeah. The so, game tells you right there that the whole time you are Comstock. Right. Yep. Or Booker DeWitt is. Right. So no matter what you do, Booker is always kind of a shitty guy. Yep. That's, yeah, no, he's not a good guy at any no universe. Any of the possibilities. Is he, is he but, great? Right. But his biggest mistake in any universe is Elizabeth. Because if he is Zachary Comstock, Elizabeth is his daughter. If he is Booker DeWitt, Anna is his daughter. Yeah. So Anna DeWitt, AD. Yeah. So in the world where Booker doesn't accept the, the baptism, baptism, yeah. He ends up, you know, getting married and. I believe the girl he marries dies giving birth to Anna. I think so. So he gets kind of depressed. And to get rid of his debt, he ends up selling his daughter. To Comstock. To, yeah, well, it's... To the Lutece. Robert Lutece. Yeah. Um, It's really confusing to try and explain. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's like so many... Like, it's like, where do you start? He's selling... Yeah, because there's... without. Everything happening yeah. at the same time and in different times simultaneously. Right. I guess we should try and explain what happened to Comstock and then Booker separately. Yeah. Yeah. But like Comstock, after becoming Comstock, he kind of he becomes a preacher, I guess, and you know, gets this following and ends up uh well he meets Rosalind, who discovered what is it called? Adam's I forget what the name of it is called. That makes it flow. It's not coming to me. Isn't that the Lutes particle? Yeah, the Lutes particle. It's basically like she found a way to make an atom float like indefinitely. Like it'll just float forever. Yeah. So he's like, well, you can help me build this. Like I'll fund your research if you help me build this flying city that I saw in like a dream or whatever. Yeah. So she does and they build Columbia and she ends up discovering these tears where she can see to other realities 
ends up finding in one of these tears Robert Lutas, who is another version of her from another world. And once they are together, I believe, they can, you know, do some crazy shit with. Yeah. But um, from the research with the tears, Comstock becomes, I, I think he like ages like super fast, but he also becomes like sterile. So he can't have a daughter. And he's like convinced like, well, I, I need someone in my bloodline to take over the city after me. But I can't have a daughter. So he ends up going to Robert or Rosalind, making a deal like, go find in another world, like where I yeah. had a daughter. I, yeah, right. my child. Yeah. So Robert goes to Booker and is like, give us the girl. We'll wipe away your debt. Right. So he's like, oh, he's desperate. He's like, all right, I'll do it. He sells her <laughs> to just some random <laughs> no guy. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I guess I could do that. Right. And, I only need my daughter. Yeah. And then he feels guilty immediately, you yeah. know, tries As to go back would. on the deal. Yeah, you, you should. If you're, your kid. Yeah. <laughs> this is about the only decent thing Booker has done. Yeah. He tries to stop the deal from happening and he chases them into an alley where there's a tear and you see Comstock in there with Rosalind and Robert's trying to get in. And he's like, he grabs and they're like fighting over Anna and then the tear closes on Anna and chops her little pinky off, which... It's better That's than, when you find out why Elizabeth didn't have a pinky the whole time. It's better. So you it find been out worse. it was your daughter. Yeah. Could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. Could have been way worse. And you actually find out, which I thought was really cool, was that that is why she's able to use tears because her f- finger's gone. So there's a she's part in, of her in two different worlds. So it's like the universe's way of trying to fix that. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to bring her back. Yep. That's really cool. And then a little later after that is when. Um, the Lutesses see what's going to happen mm-hmm. with them basically destroying New York City and everything. Yeah, they so, fuck up everything. Yeah, yeah, so they're like, well, we can't have that. So they go... Also... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. It's It gets a very convoluted. It's really, really um, confusing. I don't know if this was before or after what I was about to say, but... Um, it's at the same time. Comstock... Tries to have the Lutesses killed. And I think he does he when, thinks he gets, he does, when he does, but he. It's after he gets her because he wants to, that, like, no fallback, right? Uh, I think. Yeah, maybe. But he kills, he has them killed, but kind of fails and, like, unintentionally turns them into, like, <laughs> these <laughs> just interdimensional beings that can just travel between worlds yeah. whenever they want. Yeah, he leveled them the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. So now they're just like, Gods, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but um, where was I in this story? So Dude. we did most of Comstock's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we can get back to. Oh yeah. So Booker. um, I believe Robert goes to Rosalind and is like, we we have to stop this from happening. So they start going to all these different worlds, and just taking these bookers. <laughs> so yeah, they come. The game basically opens right after you're approached by, like, Rosa or Robert opens a tear, pulls Booker through, and is like, give us the girl. Or, well, that didn't actually. He, his memories. Holy shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Once he comes through the tear, <laughs> he loses his memories. 
from jumping and he kind of like tries to make his own memories which is why he's like saying like give us the girl wipe away the debt what that was actually from like 20 years ago so like that didn't actually matter at the time (laughs) so like the game opening is actually right after (laughs) they pulled you through the tear you know what i'm saying (laughs) how is anybody going to oh my god the opening of the game is directly after the Lutesses pulled Booker into a different world. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So everything he's saying about like, like this whole mission he thinks he's on in infinite is not real. Yeah. He has, it's just memories he made up basically. Yeah. And it was his way of trying to remember it for himself. Right. Like I'm repeat things that maybe might jog my memory because going through different dimensions fucks you up. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much like any other time travel or interdimensional piece of media where it's always like you're going to mess up time's natural flow. You jet and ruin everything <laughs> like the butterfly effect, yeah. like all these different things. Yeah. I And I like the nosebleed stuff was pretty cool when yeah. you're in the wrong dimension. Yeah. yeah. If, if you died, it's like and you're in a world where you died. Yeah, you get it's like you subconsciously know you're supposed to be dead. Right. So is that set for <laughs> uh, I think that mostly covers it. Okay. So we talk about the DLC now? Yeah. yeah I think we should jump into that because that ties together a lot better. Yes. A lot of the story. So, okay. We'll start with Barry. Let's see. Episode one. That <laughs> starts you going through... Does this start you back in Rapture? Yep, you're yes. right in Rapture. As Booker Duet. In in what year? 1958. 59, right? 58? I thought it was 58. Maybe. Before the fall. It's before the fall. It was before, before New Year's. before 1960. Second one is definitely in 1959. Okay. I'm not sure. Because the second one is like right around Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's real close. So... That one opens up your plays book or do it again. But for some reason, you live in Rapture and you're a. What do you mean? No. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You're <laughs> yeah, I just investi- don't understand how all of a sudden. Oh. He's a private investigator there in He's another a private. dimension. Yeah. You have a 50 years later. We'll get to it. <laughs> You'll get there, buddy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and Elizabeth is there. Yeah, she shows up and tries to hire him to find this girl, Sally. Who apparently he adapted this, and lost. This is a very he sucks. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. not good. He's not good in any dimension. He's trying though. He they did a very good job of letting you know he doesn't know, or like this Booker is unaware, and that Elizabeth knows. Which I yes. mean she does, but they just did a good job of being like, here, we're gonna say this to you without saying it to you like as directly. Yeah. You can tell she's trying to be very smart about the information she divulges. Yeah. And not wanting to give away too much. Yeah. And this Elizabeth is a badass. Oh, absolutely. So this is like post I'm God Elizabeth that can go through dimensions. Correct. So she's She's crazy. And uh, it's really cool. This DLC like playing in Rapture before the fall. Yeah. So it's like it's it's kind of like being in Columbia. Seeing how nice it could have been. You know, you get to go to like stores and. Everyone's, you know, having a good time. You get to go into uh, Sander Cohen's 
Oh my god. That, yeah, I, love that, show. I didn't love that part. He's a little nuts. It's I mean he's, he's nuts, but he's real I feel nuts. like it was cool to yeah, get cool. to see SanderCon, but like it kind of felt like, you know, fan service to throw that in. It like, did, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean it make, it makes sense that they're just they're gonna put him in there. He's a cool character. They yeah. gotta like not get you hooked, but get you hooked. Yeah. Um you go through, you do that, and then you're pretty much right after that, you're looking for Sally. Yeah. Right. And Oh, I mean, the gameplay was fun. It added some new vigor as well. They were plasmids here because you're in Rapture. Right, yeah, right. And a couple, like, different new guns and stuff. It was, overall, it was pretty short and didn't add a ton to the story. It just Episode lets you, one, you're saying? Yeah, it just yeah. lets you play as Booker in Rapture, in, as that Booker. Right. Yeah. And then you end up finding Sally, and she gets away into the vents, so you have to try and figure out a way to get her out. And Elizabeth's like, let's just close all the vents and turn the heat up. Yeah, and Booker's like, that's kind of, fucked up. Let's not do that. And which she's is like, weird. it's the only way. Which is weird that Booker's like, I don't want to cook a child because he doesn't, he'll give him away. He doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll give him away. You won't <laughs> cook him. If somebody was like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you cook a child, you'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. He was like, I'm cook just... your daughter and we'll wipe away the day. He'd be like, all right. No, let me preheat the oven. What's going on? Eat the oven. But yeah, so they end up closing most of the vents except for one. Yeah. And they're cranking that thermostat up. Yep. And then a big daddy shows up. <laughs> Not too happy about little girls. Big daddy's like, are you kidding me? You're cooking this little girl? Yeah. He's like, I didn't want to. So you you end up fighting this big daddy, which was cool because, you know, it was like throwback. Yeah. Yeah. And you kill him. Well, so you think. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I was a little confused about how this started because you end up finding out that you're not Booker. Well, you, I mean, you're technically are Booker, but you're actually Comstock in this world. Like he was somehow one Comstock just made it out. I don't necessarily know how. I mean, it's in one of the dimensions. I mean, they could just use that multiverse theory that's like what happened in this one. It's that infinite dimensions, you know, it was like, one version of him got away. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing that confuses me is why she doesn't look like no, even the same. It, well, that but even that, I mean, you saw like five different Elizabeths at the end of Infinite, but they all look like Elizabeth. I mean, and she Sally looked like Elizabeth. Sally doesn't look like Elizabeth. Well, Sally's not Elizabeth. Isn't isn't she? Isn't she? Didn't you watch her die? Isn't that what the fuck's going on right now? <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, I couldn't tell you. No, okay. um, so I was gonna say though. The with the end of Infinite, we'll get back to that because um, the by killing Booker in the end, it's supposed to stop all the Zachary Comstocks from ever being like born right. in the first place, right? Which that alone confuses me because aren't there infinite Bookers? Yes. Can any other of those Bookers just take let's the go, baptism? Let's you know? go back in time and kill Booker's dad. Then so it's happens? like. In all of the dimensions. So it's like either that wouldn't work and they wouldn't all die, but or it would work and they all died. And I just don't understand how one bo- Comstock happened to yeah, I'm not escape. Sure. One one of them got away. Somehow. And, and is in Rapture. One Comstock got away, yeah. As Booker and has Sally. But when you're pulling Sally out, I that's the same scene as him trying to get. It like overlays with him getting. Regretting selling his daughter. Yeah. Anna. Yeah. And well, trying to pull her back through the terror. Yep. Yeah. But in this one, this Comstock also tried to 
take Anna from another booker, but it went even worse. <laughs> it went a lot worse. So when Booker tried to get Anna back this time, instead of just losing her pinky, she lost her entire head and died. <laughs> her whole head got caught so, in the tear and yeah. was decapitated. So apparently this Zachary Comstock just felt, you know, immense guilt from that and decided to leave that world and go to another world. And he ended up going to Rapture to just kind of live in and ruin another little girl's and just life. Pretend I mean, he's it never happened. One yeah, he's basically There's just be. in denial and just wanted to yeah. pretend it didn't happen. And yeah, he ends up adopting some little girl for whatever reason to make up for yeah a guilt thing. What he did, I guess. Yeah, maybe that's what confused me. I thought that Sally was like another. No, Sally's not she's just another Anna. girl, but he. That, that happened, so okay, I got it. Yeah, it was like a flashback of that while you're pulling Sally right. out. So I was like, "Is this happening in this world?" It's it's you know yeah. it gets a little tricky. Definitely. But then right, I mean that's pretty much the end of the first one. Yeah, yeah well, Booker she gets kills drilled. Him. Yeah, Booker yep. dies. Well, yeah. Comstock Booker, yeah. whatever you want to call him. And then part two is really cool because you play as Elizabeth. Yep, for the first time instead of her just kind of following you around, you get to giving be you some her. aid. You play as Elizabeth. Yeah, which is cool. It, definitely changes the gameplay it's like stealth much more based. stealth yeah like if you try to fight head on you're gonna absolutely like you can't do any lose. damage to anybody no nope. i mean unless you use like the shotgun you can it still sucks but that pistol oof yeah, yeah. you get like six headshots and they're like yeah. running at you still uh yeah i didn't really get that at least initially and then i understood real quick i was like okay yeah, i have yeah. to stealth or you can't do this all right yeah but yeah it, it's i mean playing it stealthy was kind of fun it, it was, was kind of neat yeah, because it's not a thing you're used to doing. Right. It it seems like they knew that stealth should have been an option. You know, like it had all the elements. You could crouch. You could go slow. You like you can alert people kind of. But like there was never an actual stealth element to to Bioshock Infinite. And this was a cool way for them to kind of put that in. They're like we're forcing it on you. And it was fun. It yeah. Was cool. Yeah. No, it was good. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like you had been able to do it the whole time, you know. Yeah, it, like it didn't feel out this. of place. Yeah, so. I still had more fun running gun, but the stealth was a neat. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool in the context of you are Elizabeth. You you you're not she's this not, powerful. Yeah, she's not a literal war hero or exactly. war criminal, depending on how you look at <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> you know, I I get that, but at the same time, it's like a gun's a gun. Yeah, it's <laughs> it shouldn't be weaker in the hands of Elizabeth. Yeah, than right. the bolts aren't different. It's just. Right. Yeah. So you end up as Elizabeth working for Atlas as a super callback to Bioshock one. And in exchange for he kidnapped Sally and it's her job to get Sally back from Atlas. And Atlas, just like in Bioshock one, has you do a whole bunch of bullshit. It's And it's this timeline is fifty nine like week of December 20. Yep. It's like a week of Christmas, like right before New Year's. Right before the fall of Rapture, yeah. Yeah, and Fontaine's whole like building was sunk to the bottom of the ocean by Andrew Ryan. They're yeah. held in, in prison in at the depths of the ocean. Yeah, right. so she basically tells him like, I can get you back to Rapture. And he's like, how? And she's like, Suchong. The, and yeah. then he's like, okay. And they use the, ends up she's Deal. going to get the particle. Right, that That's makes cities float. Yep. And... Yep. To float the prison back up to Rapture. Rapture. Yeah, overall goal, yeah. And also, we should mention that <laughs> you pretty immediately find 
yourself dead. Dead. You were killed by the same big daddy that killed Comstock. And there is a imaginary booker <laughs> that just talks to you through the entire thing. Yeah, he's not real. But it's nice. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It was cool to switch roles. It was like, yeah, yeah. you're like subconscious, basically like having Booker tell you like, right. Hey, this is, you know, what you did, what you should have done. Yeah. What you're doing. Because. So she died and then. um, Here's the here's the interesting part. She ends up going back with Lutessas or whatever. And they're like, well, you if you go back, like. You're not supposed to be like, they're like, the universe has rules. Like, you're going to lose all your powers. You're not going to be able to use tears. You won't be able to see all the doors and stuff. And she's like, I don't care. I got to save Sally. Like, what I did was fucked up. And so she oh, goes. cooking her? Is back true? To, yeah. So she goes back to Rapture. But now she's lost all her powers. So she is just a regular girl, basically. Yeah. And. What was the point of what I was saying? Dude, that's the thing, dude. You, we can we go down these tangents for this game, and then at the end, we're like, so, so I forgot what I was even saying this at? for. Oh, I was going to say that. Um, <laughs> that her making this fake booker was basically just her way of remember. kind of keeping some of the memories yeah, that she lost to, to and remember. to know what's going to happen. They explained it as basically. Yeah. I mean, you get to find out how cool Suchong is. That guy was great. Suchong was the worst, man. He's like, real. we knew that from Bioshock 1, but it's even more he's, he's real reinforced. Bad. Dude, it was honestly so cool, though. Just like they added so much to the, the story in this one. It it puts together Everything. all the questions you might have had about Rapture and how it felt like yes. after playing the first one. It's literally seeing all of everything lead up together which was cool for me because i'm like i've been thinking about these for one month so yeah, <laughs> not yeah three years or however long you guys had to wait oh man it was but it, it, it cleared up a lot it like tied all the loose ends that you could have wanted between infinite and one yes yeah. and i got to find out who killed all the animals who did it the little sisters bastards they were like killing them everybody su chong was like trying to brain he was trying to do his experiments on. Yeah. One of the audio tapes, you can hear him telling them to, would you kindly snap this dog's neck? And I'm like. So it's his fault. No. <laughs> yes. They did it. Okay. I they hate did them. it. I but hate the they didn't sisters. mean to because. They did it. They, they you're, just trying, it. you're just trying to make it better that you killed all of the little sisters in Bioshock 1. Yeah, they killed all the pets. So oh I killed God. them. That's fair. I guess. Sea slugs. Sea slugs. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> but like come on how crazy was it honestly yeah, it was like to you end up finding out that fink and su chong basically using these tears kind of work together yeah so that's why there's so many similarities between columbia and rapture like vigors versus yeah they were and then you got like the big daddy like you end up finding out that i think fink kind of stole plasmids from yeah, he, gra- he got plasmids from there. And it, yeah, they have the interdimensional yeah, and communication between the two of them. And the big daddies were basically based off Fink's work, I believe. So they kind of just kind of took each other. Yes, yeah, Songbird and Big Daddy are the same. Yes. And like all the stuff about like imprinting is really cool. Like I thought it was cool that um, when you see the one, because they couldn't figure out how to get Songbird to imprint on Elizabeth. So they ended up making Elizabeth imprint on songbird basically yeah by 
you know, doing like the, they just said the lion and the thorn basically. Yeah. So you end up finding a big daddy that's like dying and there's like these two little sisters and like, oh, stay away from him. He's scary. And you end up helping the big daddy and then the little girls end up imprinting on the big daddy because of you. Yeah. And then the big daddy immediately kills Su Chong. So it's like, oh, so I actually caused, because I think in Bioshock 1, didn't it? Or maybe it was 2. You actually found Su Chong's body, like literally like well, it's what it looked like in that with the, the drill in him and stuff. The, I can't remember. Because you, uh, you get to see it in there happen. Yeah. yeah. But that happens, I believe, December 26th or something. So it's right before the fall. Mm-hmm. At least he got Christmas. You know. He got Christmas. <laughs> That's fine. But that was cool. I thought yeah. that was really. Even to the point where awesome. it showed Elizabeth on the plane that crashes in the beginning of Bioshock 1. Mm-hmm. that I thought that was a cool tie back to, you know, like everything. Yeah. Cause you end up basically you have to find this ace in the hole for Fontaine. Right. Atlas we call him. Yeah. And it turns out to be the activation code for Jack from, from Bioshock, Bioshock one. one. The would you kindly. Yep. And then. So it's Elizabeth's fault. It's so she basically, yeah, yeah caused the events of one. Yeah. Is Elizabeth's yeah. fault. Yes. But I mean, rapture is not her fault. No, that's all her fault. <laughs> I 100% is her fault. Ending Rapture is more her fault, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She not, basically not bringing brought it about the end of Rapture. Yeah. She caused... They were in jail. They were sunk at the bottom. There's the no way they were of, figuring that out themselves. That was yeah. a good point, yeah. Of Andrew Ryan and Fontaine, basically. But Andrew Ryan was kind of a crappy guy, too. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 kind of like you can't really blame her for, like, bad stuff happening. Bad mm-hmm. stuff would have happened. Yeah, you know, but she just made the specific bad stuff happen. Well, yeah, that's what she basically said. She was like, I just want to like break the cycle of violence, basically. Yeah. And that's a good way to do it. You kill. Yeah. As Jack, you kill Ryan and Fontaine in Bioshock 1. So. But in the end, um, Fontaine kills Elizabeth. Yeah. And then she's able to see into the future and sees that Jack actually saves Sally. He's one. She's one of the little sisters that he saves at the end of the game. If you yeah, played he the good him. path. He saves <laughs> Yeah, Dewey's Jack, maybe not so much. <laughs> saved some. I You saved zero. You well, did there's one that I didn't kill. I didn't find. Yeah, that must have been fucking Sally right I there. Yeah, I the saved one. her. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I thought it was really cool. I, I was There was really one neat. part I really liked when you were um on the plane. Or you when you first went through the tear back to Columbia as Elizabeth. Right. And you're like talking. Yeah. I just uh, like the one part where you were like, you're going and you're talking to Booker and he's like, you said something about like, oh, this is when we were heading toward the first lady or whatever. And Booker's like, well, what if we run into ourselves? And she's like, we won't. And he's like, how do you know? And she's like, we didn't. We didn't. I I love that. I always love that. That was so cool. That happens in a lot of things. Yeah. Like happened in like Harry Potter. It's like one of those things where you don't think about it is like, it's because- what happened happened exactly that's it you yeah. know like that's the whatever we do can't really fuck it up exactly exactly i, I love that type so stuff. cool yeah that was really neat and going through and seeing like the, all the battle you just did yeah i also but, wanted to say um going back and playing through infinite is so good because like almost every time you come across like the lutesses mm-hmm. everything they say is like Telling you what the it game sounds is like about. nonsense. Yeah, because you don't know. But like, if you listen to it, knowing the ending, 
they're just straight up telling you. Yeah. Like, it sounds like nonsense, but they're, it's not. It's like, just a crazy almost idea. Almost one of the first lines in the game when you're on the boat and uh, Robert's like, yeah. or I don't know, Rosalind might say, she's like, yeah. why doesn't he row or something? And he's like, because he doesn't row. And she's like, what do you mean he doesn't? And she's like, he doesn't row. Like, like in, in any universe. Because they've done this like hundreds of times. Exactly. With different bookers. Exactly. Which like, is why like the pointless. coin toss. It's pointless. He doesn't yeah. row. Like, exactly. They've done the coin toss with every booker and it's always heads mm-hmm. and just so many cool it. things. And like in the first, I don't know, 15 minutes, there's like a little audio log that just straight up says I was reborn. Like it was Comstock. He's like, I was reborn by baptism when I had a choice and it made me the person I am today. It's just straight up. It just tells you the whole game is just telling you. It's never trying to hide anything. And there's and there's yeah. ones that say the prophet, the prophet is the fault, like the false prophet or whatever is. There's ones that just say they're the same person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I loved it. I there's loved. a lot of really cool things. They tell you. Notice. Yeah, they there's tell you. definitely a lot of replayability. Every time you replay, I've, I've replayed it like four times. Yeah, I learn something new every time. And you there's know? I like one thing I noticed is I don't remember where it was, but. You hear like a one of the audio logs about there was like a musician, mm-hmm. you know, like about that. Like you and he basically like used the tears. I might have been in the DLC where you found it out, but he used like tears to like steal music from other oh, really? and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So when you're in the beginning of the game, like when you crash or you fall from I think Daisy throws you off the ship mm-hmm. and you land on the beach, yeah. you can hear like this like little like flute or something playing um girls just want to have fun oh that's awesome which is like not a song that was out in 1912 no no it's just like little things like that that you wouldn't notice there's some other songs that they had like too i'm pretty sure there's a few tears yeah or like different people are doing different things yeah i don't remember specifically what songs but hearing it and like there's one tear that had a song and like that's not i've never heard that before yeah so cool man love it there's a lot of cool shit that you can you don't really get until yeah. you know. So if anybody out there hasn't played Bioshock Infinite, you'll have no idea what we're saying. <laughs> exactly. Um, and if you if you had any interest in it at all, hopefully after hearing this, you'd want to play it. You Please. Need, like it, you probably have no idea what's going on right now. I've played it like four times. And I still get super confused. Yeah. But really it's, if you play it you will see dude, all these little things it's I, beautiful i genuinely think that i there's a few different games and series that i think would just make insanely good movies oh, yeah and this is one that you could do i mean even if they just did it on like rapture or did it on like the whole multiverse thing i think this would be a crazy you could do like so many movies about this yeah it'd be so good i would love that Stop dude, trying to it make really a, is. a Halo movie. Just make a yeah, make, Bioshock movie. You know what? Movie. I don't even think I, I need a Bioshock movie. I just... It would be cool to do. Like, it'd be if neat. If they did it right. But, you know, yeah. it's just... I think as it a, is, it's already, like... I mean, it's amazing. Better than, like, so many movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. they did a better job with... Like, there's so many movies that I feel like try with, like, time travel and, like, yeah. these multiverse things and just kind of don't pull it off. But Bioshock they, just did it right. A lot of them... And I don't mean to critique movies because I, I wouldn't know how to go about doing it. You know I what would. I mean? <laughs> I would. <laughs> um, but like, for example, the the first thing that comes to mind is Avengers Endgame. There, there's a point where they deal with time travel and 
they always go back to the same thing. Like the show Lost did it. You know, like I think of these examples where they're like, well, how does this happen? And it's basically dialogue between two characters acting as the audience trying to explain why their movie is okay. You know, like why it's like, well, you know, like why didn't this happen? Oh, it's because this didn't happen or something. It's like why in time travel and they, uh, they ultimately always come back to like, it's a movie, bro. Like we wouldn't know how to do this. Just, just accept it kind of thing. I was going to say like one of the only, like the one movie that comes to mind when I think of like infinite, and I feel like did it Spider-Verse just as well, like is Interstellar. Dude, the end of Interstellar, Interstellar, you're right. Man. Reminds me so much of Bioshock Infinite. I'm, me too. I've never watched that movie. Well, dude, really? You need yeah. to watch that dude, movie. It is one me? of my favorite movies of all me time. Too. I'll check it out. It, it's so good. Um, is it as good as Spider-Man despite <laughs> Spider-Verse? <laughs> That's that a really good great. movie, man. Yeah. Um, I think what Interstellar did, though, that... I know this is getting a little off topic, but that made it so good is that it was made with like the help of scientists. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just like, oh, these are these like made up conditions that the movie writers made to fit their script. It was more of like, this is the science and what is plausible. Use that and run with it and run with it, you know, and so everything was backed up by science or at least plausibility you know like okay. this could happen there's like a, we don't know what yeah, would happen we can't, like, but replicate those conditions exactly but it's cool to, to cool to throw it in like this is possible yes exactly and that's kind of what bioshock infinite did it was like we it sets up a world with certain rules and then it plays by those rules like brandon was saying latus is like there are rules to the universe you can't just do whatever you want yeah there are consequences and everything so i thought they did that really really well and definitely very regularly you find out that there are consequences because like the same shit happens in bioshock right. all in all the worlds like shit just keeps going the same way exactly mm-hmm. so highly highly recommend bioshock Overall, yes and bioshock infinite this is one of the best games i've ever played it's so good yeah, man. as far as story yes i think it's i think it's my the best favorite story. story in a video game yeah i think so it's just it's not is like emotionally attaching in some games for me, like, but just the concept. It's so like smartly written, and yes. like it's just like, oh my god, like it's just one of those things. And like just time travel and like like multiverse stuff. It's like it's so I feel like I have it. I've played this like four times. I'm like in my head. I'm like oh, I just understand everything. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as I go to explain it to someone, I just get fucking lost. I'm like stumbling yeah. over my own thoughts. I'm like I don't know where to start to explain. <laughs> exactly. It's just so like it's so much, but it's just so good. Yeah. So really, like you, if you listen to it, if you listen to this podcast and you come out of this thinking I don't need to play Bioshock Infinite, you got They it. just they just explained it. You know, you you don't get it like no you have to play it my explanation probably was terrible because i'm i think (laughs) you did a really good job but it's still so confusing it's kind of like paraphrasing a paper from einstein you know what i mean like if you're if you're not the writer of it you're not going to make it as impactful as the original author you know like no matter how well you know no matter what it is yeah yeah so I, i i highly recommend that anybody who hasn't checked it out and maybe thought they wanted to check it out, please play this game. Absolutely. It's so good. Absolute must play. Yeah. 
Like, and you don't necessarily need to play Bioshock one, you know, like that. Don't think that that's a, a must play. You can listen to the first, like a recap of Bioshock one. Yeah. But you know? they show you a little recap. You, yeah, you, you really don't need it. Yeah. It's yeah. the episode two, but yeah, I, I mean, mean, I would recommend it. Yeah, it's definitely I recommend cool. it for sure. It's a good game. You know, and especially if you plan on playing the DLC, like it would not be as impacting if you had right. not played. If you don't see one. Rapture in a ruined state, the Rapture in a tip top shape is not yeah. going to be as cool to see. Yeah. But also all the like little twists and stuff in episode two, you wouldn't really understand without exactly. having played one. Yeah. Like Suchong um, and all that yeah. stuff. Like you wouldn't really. Two know still kind of, you could skip that, but. Yeah, by fact, two, it, it doesn't. I skipped it. Yeah. It's it's not just like the story's not there. It's like the gameplay is not there either. Overall, just play Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite because yeah. they're just it's two of the best games ever made. Yeah. I think I'll so. say that. And sure. I mean, they announced a new Bioshock, but. That they're working on it. We don't know. Really? Yeah. yeah. But When's that supposed to be? I don't know how it's going to be. I'm scared. No What's dates. The studio that did it. Uh, 2K Irrational. 2K, okay. Bioware, but, right? Um, did they? Or is it not Bioware? No, it's not Bioware. I just I pulled it's that Bioshock. Out. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's Bioshock. <laughs> it's, oh, that's what I got confused. It's Bioshock. Um, the game's called the, Bioshock? <laughs> I believe the like main creator was Ken Levine, I think his name was. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he left the studio. And now so it's I'm a little scared about a new one because I didn't he leave for Bioshock 2. Oh, I don't know. Probably it's a different studio that did Bioshock well, 2 and then the original came back to do Infinite, I think. But I don't think he'll be there for the new one. And I've also heard rumors of it being like open world, which is weird. I don't I don't think it needs to be. Open I don't world. think so either. I mean, dude, the gameplay is f- cool though i think it'd be cool open to, world can be great but like some games man just keep it like more linear it just yeah. works better with certain games you know this with this being such a story driven that's the like thing. masterpiece you gotta i think you gotta keep me focused on the story yeah, yeah. otherwise that, i won't do it that's the thing it, it's not that you can't have a good story in an open world game you certainly can right but having the game direct the story rather than the player kind of get around to doing the story when they want to yeah. it's a way more impactful experience yeah know? so yeah no matter what story they do it's not going to be as good because you're not going to do it the pacing correctly you're gonna do so many side yes. missions and nonsense exactly that when the developer gets to dictate when things happen you know like something's still fresh in your mind then this happens or i don't know i i, I just think it doesn't need to have an open world i think for the most part Story-driven games shouldn't be open world. I I agree. And if they are, like, keep it kind of lean. Not like where you can just go anywhere and do anything. Because it's like how, you know, I don't know. God of War is a good balance. The new God of War. You can do side stuff, but it's not so... It's not such a huge universe that you can get lost forever. Right. You're kind of like, I'm going to look for these three collectibles that are in this map and then go on. Right. And then, you know, really successful open world games that do it right, I would say, like, Fallout. You know, like Fallout 3, it's kind of like, okay, here's this vague story. You're in a vault after a nuclear apocalypse. And get out, go find your dad. Exactly. It's it's like like, a simple story. It's like... Yeah. Most of any, like, Bethesda game that's open world, the main story isn't... It's very simple. Amazing. Right. Yeah. The side stories are cool. But it's like, at the same... It's like, with an open world... How deep can you get with a story, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Because you can't count on players to 
explore the story. Me, I'm perfectly. That's why, like, Breath of the Wild barely has a story. (laughs) Well, every Zelda. I mean, what what Zelda has a good story? story? All of Skyward Sword has a really good story. The gameplay, dude. Don't get me started on the gameplay. It's not great, but like I thought, the exact opposite. Oh, you're a bitch. Are you kidding me? (laughs) The the gameplay was great, and the story was not great. Bomb bowling. What about bomb bowling? That sounds like, fun. Exactly. What about bomb bowling? You it's went bomb chew bowling in Ocarina of Time. But, dude, the gameplay was good. Like, they the used... stamina meter for no reason? They used the motion controls perfectly. And no, I well, hated motion course. controls for Wii. Well, of course they did. That was the whole gimmick of that game. And it worked. I was thinking, and like, did work, hey, but... this would be fun for me to try until you said motion controls. And I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of that. Yeah, you dude. know, maybe this will be a discussion for another episode. Open mm, world first. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're getting a little that's okay off track now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, on that topic, feel free, guys. We say this all the time, but let us know what kind of episodes that you, you guys want. You can get at us at uh, Instagram on Instagram at Zero Lives Podcast and Twitter Zero Lives PC. And you can join our Discord as well. Well, it's my Discord for my Twitch channel, but there's a section <laughs> for the podcast specifically that yeah. the link will be in the description. Yeah. So hit us up on those. We really love to hear from you guys. And, you know, let us know if there are any games that you'd like to hear us cover. Maybe we haven't played before. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't know what you know we have or haven't played or something. True. But, you know, give it a give it a suggest. Yep. We really enjoy doing what this. What am I saying? I don't know. We really <laughs> give it a suggest. Give it a suggest. In the we, meantime, go play Bioshock. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, what you want us to talk about. I don't know. We love doing this, so it'd be cool to get some interaction of like what games you guys would like to hear us do or things we'd like to talk about. Absolutely. That way we can, you know, not specifically cater it to you, but you know, get our fan base involved more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Just don't suggest any bad games because we're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe we'll play a bad game next time. I'd be down for be that. Fun. Like play a really bad game that we absolutely can't stand. Yeah, like, like what? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. What's he gonna say? Nothing. What do you got? Nothing. What do you have? Nothing. Dude. Ruin Brandon's day. Let's hear it. Nothing. All of Brandon's favorite games are great. Except True. no, they're all great. All right. <laughs> we should uh, um, actually check out twitch.tv slash doodaddy d-e-w-d-a-d-d-y that's me that's Stewie uh because the steam summer sale just happened and we got some new games that he's never played before including limbo and inside and power wash simulator oh please don't yeah please don't um, but we can do an episode on that yeah but take five seconds it sucks <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need brandon and i are gonna need you to settle this between us i like limbo better brandon likes inside better and don't get me wrong we both like both games it's not like i didn't like inside yeah and you liked limbo right yeah <laughs> be so funny if he was like no fucking nah. <laughs> <laughs> sucked. yeah but i'm really curious to hear Dewey, your thoughts they're both short they're under yeah. four hours All you right. know i'll try to get them done this week or next week maybe yeah whatever i mean I'm just excited to see you play them. They're kind of they're 2D puzzle platformers. Yeah, from what I looked, yep. from what I see, like saw in the trailers, they look neat. They look cool. They're really cool. Yeah, but the stories. Okay, I think that's that's what I, 
why I like the story of Limbo more than Inside. I like the story of Inside more. I will be. I can't wait to have this power. This is great. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear what you think about that. So maybe we can talk about those games at some point. I don't know, maybe not a whole episode, but we'll do something about it. Throw something your way. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to play Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. You should play Bioshock Infinite. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot, dude. Dude, it's... Oh, my God. I'm dying. <sighs> Signing off. <laughs> Sayonara. Sayonara. <The> suckers. Menorah. <laughs> Sayonara, suckers. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. <laughs>